Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Sock Religious. I don't know if you guys have ever been to this website called Sock Religious, but it is exactly what it sounds like. It is socks with Catholic saints and things on them. I'm on their website right now, and I'm looking at pictures of St. Therese on socks, John Paul II on socks, Our Lady of Guadalupe on socks, Mother Teresa on socks. It is literally socks with saints on them. And like, what a better way to walk about your day than with the saints on your feet. I love it so much, and I I really think you guys will like it too. Use the code ROSES at checkout for 10% off your order. That's R-O-S-E-S at SockReligious.com for 10% off your order. Again, that's SockReligious.com. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be reading the readings for the baptism of the Lord in your B of the Roman Catholic Church. And this week, I am so excited to have with me Heidi Witte from Kids Liturgy on Catholic TV. How are you, Heidi? I'm doing great, Jenna. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be on your podcast and to read scripture with you today and let it get settled in our hearts so we're ready for this Sunday. Yes, I agree. I'm so excited. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry and your faith? Sure. So I'm a cradle Catholic. I was, um, you know, born and raised Catholic. My dad was very influential in my faith journey Um, and my mom too, but my dad was definitely the the leader of of our faith in the family. So uh, we played you know, we prayed the rosary together. I remember going to mass with him, uh, daily mass, um, his prayer groups and such. And so I went to Catholic school and had those wonderful memories of, you know, we had the Salesian sisters there and we just had wonderful experiences of May crownings and first Holy communion and, and doing that all together within the classroom was just so wonderful. Uh, and that that inspired me to teach as well in Catholic schools. So um, after my time at Notre Dame, I did the Alliance for Catholic Education program and taught second grade for a few years. And I was so excited about that because I just really enjoyed, um, you know, being able to help prepare my second graders for the sacraments for first confession and first communion. And those are my favorite you know, First Holy Communion was the best day of the whole school year. It was so exciting to celebrate that very special occasion with my students as they received Jesus for the first time. And um, so that was just a wonderful, powerful way um, 
that, you know, bolstered my own faith as I was helping prepare them. Um, and, you know, at Notre Dame, I had a great experience. I just felt like I learned about so many new traditions of our faith and was able to put my faith in action through different service projects and through different, um, you know, programs through the Center for Social Concerns and different service trips. So that was fabulous and really, really influential in my faith journey as well. Um, and then I became, you know, I got married and then I became a mom and you don't have as much time anymore when you have children. And so I didn't make that a priority in my life. We, of course, you know, were active parishioners. I was in, involved with, and I'm still involved with our Catholic moms group at our parish, Christ the King. And, and after my daughter got a little older and we had my son, it was a little hard for my husband to juggle everything at mass because I was cantering. Um, and that was oh, just one of the ways I liked to serve the church. Um, and so I started after, you know, we realized that my husband probably needed a little help with the kids during mass. I started helping as a volunteer catechist with children's liturgy at our parish. And so I would go down with the kids, including my daughter, and, and we would read all the Sunday mass readings and have reflections on the gospel. And it was really powerful and it was really helpful for my daughter. So I was really just grateful to be a part of that. And then the pandemic hit, right? And so all of us were just scrambling, thinking, especially I felt like especially parents, like, what are we going to do? Our church is not open. And how are we going to get our kids continuing on their faith journey, engaged in live stream mass? And one night just had this thought, um, Mark, you can help film this. Like, why don't we just do a little quick children's liturgy for our parish? And my husband, Mark, is wonderful. And just his background is in film. So, you know, we were very grateful for that. But I also just thought this would be, you know, for a couple of weeks, we'd be doing children's liturgy videos for a couple of weeks. And, and then, you know, we'd just get them to our parish. But, you know, I happened to post it on social media and it just kind of blew up. Like we had 2000 views the first week. And so we thought, okay, well, this is a need for our church. Um, this is a way we can serve our church with our God-given gifts. And so there, that's kind of how it started. But really it drove, you know, the driving force behind it was how do I continue my five-year-old's faith journey? Because um, that was really, that's just really huge to me. And my, you know, my two-year-old son, of course, that's important too, but she is getting towards that age where she, you know, she's starting to, to pick up on everything. And so I didn't want her to stop because children's liturgy was really helpful for her to engage in scripture and really to be able to hear it in a way she could understand. So I wanted other children in our parish to have that opportunity. And now it's such a wonderful blessing what has happened with this ministry, which was kind of accidental, I would say, but really definitely help, you know, everything has been under the Holy Spirit's guidance. So we are just really grateful to be a part of it. And we just kept going. We thought we would stop because it's really, it's a lot of work. And my husband has a full-time job still. And I, you know, I'm homeschooling my daughter and all that, but we just are kind of letting the Lord lead us. And we know that so many parents are counting on us and children are counting on us. So we've continued and we are so happy because 
We get weekly emails every week from parents who send in their children's coloring pages that say, you know, this is a godsend for us. We are so grateful. Our kids love it. They go around singing the songs throughout the week. And we, you know, we're so grateful to have John Berlin's songs, who is the Catholic composer from Sydney. But we just happened to email we emailed Flom Publishing because John Berland is um, connected with them. And I thought, hey, can we use this music for this one week? And they said, of course. And they were so gracious. And they've continued to let us use um, John's music and the children celebrate resources from Flom Publishing to help with my script writing. And it's just been such a like just so easy everything has flowed so easily that there's definitely you know a higher power working here it's this is just working out so beautifully and organically and we're like I said again we're grateful and again we we also emailed Catholic TV just saying hey would you like to put this on we know that a lot of families right now are are watching live stream mass and and this could be a supplement for their kids to hear scripture um, and to to really understand to hear the scripture, but also to understand what it's saying, right? Because a lot of our words in scripture, as we're going to find out in a few minutes here, are, are kind of advanced and higher level. So we're thinking of like these young three, four, five, six-year-olds that, that don't have those vocabularies yet and just trying to bring it down to their level. And Catholic TV was, again, very gracious and has had our, our show up and since sorry, our show up since uh, April, so since Easter. And I mean, we're reaching five continents and we have lots of amazing coloring pages that get sent in each week because we um, provide a free downloadable coloring page that coordinates with the readings. And I think that that's such a beautiful way for children to participate in the liturgy and express their love for Jesus and to tell the good news, really, they're sharing and spreading the good news through their art. So that I can't credit to any of us, but my daughter was the one who suggested that and she loves art. So we, we can, we can owe that to Grace (laughs) because my daughter Grace was the one who thought of that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a beautiful ministry. It's a lot of hard work and we're hoping to keep it alive, but um it's, it's just been a wonderful way for my husband and I to feel like we're serving the global church. Wow. That like, I have tears in my eyes because I love children's liturgy so much. And I love at mass when they like bring all the little kids. I mean, I don't know how this is they do in your church, but like they bring all the little kids up and they play a little song as they all walk away. And like, there's, you know, the little nun that's teaching them, like takes one of their hands and inevitably there's that one kid that runs up the aisle, like (laughs) half a minute, way too late where they're already gone and someone's crying. And I just love it. It like makes me well up every week because it's like, this is where the seeds are planted, you know? And like, are they, are they going to remember in a month what they, no, they're not going to remember, but like we're still forming them to have a liturgical mindset, you know? And so I just appreciate what you're doing so much. And I think it's such a beautiful concept. And I love what you said about how everything has flowed so easily, because that's how you know that something's like of God, you know, if if all these pieces just come together and, and it just, you know, it's not easy work, but the way things like set into place, do you know what I mean? Just like, absolutely. 
Yes. I think that's so awesome. So it clearly is of the Lord and, and thank you for the gift that it is to the church. Cause it really is, you know, this little piece of, of, um, the church at large, that's, that's making a difference clearly. So thank you for that. Thanks so much. And yeah, I just, every time I just think that, you know, that wonderful verse, let the children come to me. And it's just so beautiful. You know, you, you see that that's the same way our church does it. And the kids come and it's like, yes, they're going to, to meet and encounter Jesus so that they can hear his words. And I just love, and I hope that more parishes too will, will start children's liturgy programs. Cause I didn't have it at my parish growing up and I, I know I would have loved it and would have, you know, had those seeds planted even deeper and in, in the roots, you know, deeper and, and this, you know, you know, as we go through that analogy, but it would, it's just a beautiful thing. It is. And it's something that I know the church is missing because most parishes by me are not, have suspended it since, you know, it'll be almost a year at this point. And it's just, um, I know that the kids are missing it. So thank you for this, this space that you're filling, like you said, supplementing, um, cause it's definitely needed. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's such You're a pleasure welcome. and honor for us to do that. Help awesome. all the kids. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, okay. You want to dive into the readings for the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So Heidi is going to read the first reading, which is from Isaiah chapter 42, verses one to four and six to seven. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he establishes justice on the earth the coastlands will wait for his teaching. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement, and from the dungeon, those who live in darkness." The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I can already tell you're perfect for your program because you have such a good lector voice and such a good teacher voice. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was trained well in my Catholic school. <laughs> um, so what in this reading struck you as you were going through it? So um, I noticed that the word justice is there a couple times. And that was something that kind of just jumped out to me. Like the Lord will bring justice to the nations. And, you know, in this current, this current time, we, you know, that, that rings true in, in ages past and now, and we, we just continue to pray and, and ask the Lord to bring justice to our nations. But also I noticed that the words I formed you, you know, like this is, he's accompanying us. I've grasped you by the hand. Like God is still here with us. And we, we sometimes forget that, but he is, he's with us. And we have to remember that through his help, we will achieve the justice that he is, you know, that the prophet Isaiah is speaking of that mm -hmm. the Lord said. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think the second half of this reading really emphasizes, like you were saying, the, the, um, like the personalness, what's the word I'm grasping for? The the personalness of God, intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, Thank Mm -hmm. you. That, um, he's grasped us by the hand. I love that Isaiah, and I've been saying this all through like Advent as we were reading Isaiah, that the, just the vivid imagery and how he makes God so personal, um, and like you said, that line, I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, like how clearly God has um, intentional like plans for us and for our lives, you know, from the moment of our conception, I think is just so clearly displayed here. Yeah. In this reading. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, the one line you read that really struck me um, was that he shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. Like the Lord is, is a gentle, like savior and a gentle Messiah. Um, and I think humble. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think about this in the world today, like, like people are not talking about Christianity, like on the news or whatever, but it doesn't mean the Lord like still isn't at work. You know what I mean? He's sometimes it's like a quiet, movement right you know yeah there's other passages that talk about like a quiet wind or a quiet breeze like it's still moving you might not see it (laughs) yeah that's great yeah anything else you wanted to touch on in this in this passage before we go on I think I think that's pretty good for me right now yeah me too. Yeah. I mean, there was a little more Im- imagery about, you know, like predicting Jesus, foreshadowing Jesus later on, like opening the eyes of the blind um, and, you know, of course, bringing us out from darkness. So, yeah, that was a nice little, you know, Isaiah's the book of Isaiah is great for that. There, there's yes. so many passages that, that show up later in the gospel, like we'll hear later, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Foreshadowing, definitely, mm-hmm. especially when he talks about the servant and he uses that image a lot of like the servant, the suffering servant. Um, yeah, so lots of really good foreshadowing, definitely. Okay, awesome. All right, you want to go on to the second reading? Sounds great. Okay, so the second reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verses 34 to 38. Peter proceeded to speak to those gathered in the house of Cornelius, saying, In truth, I see that God shows no partiality. Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. You know the word that he sent to the Israelites as he proclaimed peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. What has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that God preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil for God was with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Anything that strikes you in this reading? Yeah, definitely a couple things here. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, God shows no partiality in every nation who fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. And I think that that's such a, a an important message is that God created us all, you know, we're all created in God's image. And he came, he had Jesus here to save all people. So I love that it's very, very directly said that, you know, 
God shows no partiality. He is, he is here for all of us. He's, Jesus has come to save all of us. Um, and then another thing is just that, you know, he proclaimed peace through Jesus Christ. And that is so beautiful because that was Jesus' life. He was so, you know, we're talking about like gentle humility again, but like he did in the way that he acted, he was there to, to be, you know, that, that sense, that source of peace and, and hope. And so I love that he proclaimed peace. That's just a beautiful phrase to me. I love, I love that, that message. And um, it's very, you know, good, good for us to think about too. Uh, and then lastly, he went about doing good and healing all, uh, all those oppressed. So yeah, we, we can, we, in the good news, the way that we tell the good news is how we act and what we say. So we can say things, but we also need to follow through with them. And I think that Christ is our, I, you know, ultimate example of that doing good. He healed so many, um, and I love, I love that his whole ministry was about doing good and doing the will of God. Yeah. You just summed it so nicely. I, I love that too, that like the two main messages of this passage that you're getting are, are peace and, and goodness. And like, it seems so simple when you put it that way, like he preached peace and he, and he preached goodness. I love that you pointed out that he was healing all those oppressed. And I love that Peter calls it out like straight up oppressed by the devil. Mm -hmm. Um, because this is Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. They've just been filled up with the Holy Spirit and Peter is like being very bold and I love it. Um, (laughs) and he's just like, he's not just healing those oppressed. It's those oppressed by the devil. Mm -hmm. Because we know there was a lot of that while Jesus was preaching and healing. Um, and I love that it obviously references the baptism of Jesus, which we're going to talk about, um, in the gospel. And yeah, that, what you touched on first, that um, God shows no partiality. And that, I mean, at its core, that makes the most sense. Like God obviously does not favor one of his children over the other, no matter what we look like or where we come from. Right. That just makes no sense. And I, I think all the, you know, like hatred and isms of the world, like at the core, let's melt it down to this, that God doesn't love any of us more than he loves another. You know, he we're all his his children and any parent knows that you're not partial towards one of your children. Some of them behave better than others, you know? (laughs) Um, but you love all your children the same. It would make no sense for a perfect God to favor. Do you know what I mean? To favor one, one more than the other. Absolutely. Amen to that. I, I think that that's such a beautiful way to state that. To, and to give that imagery of the parent and child um, is, is just such an easy way for us, especially as parents to connect and think, yeah, I love all of my children. I, I mean, yeah, one might misbehave more than others, but yeah, we, you are precious to me. And that's what God, that's, that's a beautiful message that God gives us in this reading is that, <laughs> yeah, he loves us all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. Great. You ready to go on to the gospel then? I think so. Okay. The gospel this week is from Mark chapter one, verses seven to 11. A reading from the Holy gospel, according to Luke. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. 
I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, you read that so well. It helped, really helped. Thank you. You're welcome. Seriously helped me really get into the, the reading. Very vivid. Um, any thoughts as you were reading that? Well, this passage is so prominent. Um, you know, this is a... a this is the start of Jesus ministry, right? So this is really his, like his time, time to start time. This is God saying it's time. <laughs> and so that beautiful, you know, we've seen this in art and paintings before, but that beautiful spirit coming down like a dove is that, you know, that's what stood out to me in this reading is that God was present, you know, God was present through the Holy Spirit and just like shouting down from heaven, like, I love you. I love you. You're my son. And I'm so happy that you're my son. And I'm, I'm ready for you to start. That's, that's what I think. That's what I thought of when I, when I read this passage. Um, and again, you know, all of, all of these beautiful messages from John the Baptist too. like, this is all building up to this start of Jesus ministry. Like there's a voice crying out in the wilderness. That's from Isaiah too. And here he comes, like John the Baptist is ready to talk about him. Nope. It's not me. John the Baptist says, uh, you know, when he's questioned, no, I am, I am not the Messiah. There is one coming and I cannot even untie his sandals. I mean, think about that, you know, in our, in our times, like, I am not even worthy to, like, give, you know, same kind of thing to put a shoe on, like, like just something that we, we are so in awe of this incredible gift that God gave us, the Savior of the world. So I, I love the imagery again. Um, it's very powerful. And uh, that's, yeah, those are some of my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I love this line that, um, and obviously the other gospels have this story, but I really like the wording on coming up out of the water. He saw the heavens being torn open. I think that's such a beautiful, vivid yeah. word. Like this is not just some sort of, um, you know, like atmospheric happenstance, like, oh, the clouds yeah. are parting. Like, no, this, whatever's happening is like very clearly intentional and supernatural. Um, yeah. And this passage always makes me like, this is one of those readings I really wish I could have been there for, because what does it mean that the spirit descended like a dove? Like, does it mean that it actually looked like a dove or it descended yeah. in the same way that a dove descends? It's like, oh my goodness, don't you wish you could have like been there for this, <laughs> yeah. for this moment, you know? That's such a good point. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and to, to be there to witness the heavens being torn open too. I mean, that would, yeah, that yeah. would be <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, no, that's beautiful what you said. I like that. And then the, just this last line, you're my beloved son with you. I am well pleased because some of the re, some of them have it with whom I am well pleased. Not that it makes a difference, but I love that Jesus, like, or the, you know, the father really identifies him here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that this is one of those rare instances where we see all three people of the Trinity, like clearly displayed yeah, in a different yeah, absolutely. way. Um, and I think this is something that's really helpful for kids and, and students when I was teaching theology this is like the one that I would always go to, to like this so clearly how three different people of the Trinity are present here. Right. Um, and yet so, so prominent and so involved, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great way to teach children um, about the Trinity because all three, yeah, that's, that's great. I'll have to use that in children's. Yeah. Editions. Use that in your, this that week's episode. There you there go. There we go. <laughs> cool. Um, any other thoughts about this gospel? Um, I think, I think that's all I got. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, this has been so great. Okay. So, um, Heidi, the last thing I always ask my guests is, um, for, to give us a challenge rooted in this week's scripture passages that can help us prepare for, for this Sunday. So what do you think? Great. So I was thinking about this a little bit. And uh, in the second reading in the Acts of the Apostles, we we heard that, you know, Christ was sent to serve and teach people of all races and of all nations. So I think the challenge I have for anyone listening today is to try to be more intentional about respecting all people of all races, all countries, um, because you know, God shows no partiality and we're all created in his image. Like we talked about earlier and God loves us all. So when we treat others with respect, we're, we're going back to that part also where Jesus came in peace. So we, you know, as peacemakers, as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, it is our responsibility too to walk in his footsteps of peace and to also love and respect others like Christ did. So, um, and he, he showed us ultimately how that, that was no matter where people he met were from, no matter if they were women or, uh, lepers, you know, he, he respected all people. So I think the challenge I have to sum it up is just to try to be more intentional about respecting all people. That's awesome. Yay. I love it. Um, Heidi, this has been so lovely. I just have so loved chatting with you about the readings. Where can we um, learn more about the show and and connect with you. Great. Yes. It's been so nice to be here too, Jenna. Um, I'd love to tell you where to go to find more out about kids liturgy. We're on Catholic TV every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And you can also go to any of the handles on Instagram, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, it's at Kids Liturgy, all together, at Kids Liturgy. And, um, you know, we're also on YouTube. That's where you can watch our videos every week as well for free. And you can search again for Kids Liturgy and it will pop up for you. That's so awesome. Thank you so much for this this ministry. Um, it's just so needed during COVID times, but I hope you get to keep doing it afterwards because, um, there, you know, there are some people that don't have kids liturgy at their, at their parishes. So this is just a real gift to the church. So thank you for doing it. And thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thanks, Jenna. No, I, I hope 
I hope that we can inspire, uh, and you know, our next generation, our future church to, uh, to grow in faith and, and to just follow in Christ's footsteps. So awesome. thank you for having me today. And thank you for your gift of your ministry as well and helping oh. us understand scripture better. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. thank you for tuning into this week's episode please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to the show those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible you can follow us on instagram and twitter at a shower of roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash a shower of roses podcast. You can also check out a shower of roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.